Hey there, you're listening to The Beginning of the End. I'm Alex Trujano. And I'm Shelby Jopi. And today we have a Beginning of the End short for you. About a woman who decided to end her relationship with an inanimate object that most of us consider our best friend. Okay, so here we go. Ah, the first breath of morning. The golden rays of sunlight trickle through your window and dance upon your rosy cheeks. Your companion resting by your side. You roll over. See how it has been since you last gushed over its glowing screen in the final moments of your waning consciousness? A text message, a few emails, not much is new. Together, you float to the breakfast nook, munch on some cereal, savor your first precious sips of coffee, and scroll through all the photographs, musings of your friends, and news that transpired during your peaceful slumber. You shower in this refreshing stream of endless information. Wow, did she really? Oh my gosh, when did that happen? Uh, That's funny. Look at that cat. And then it occurs to you. You have five minutes before you need to leave. You dispose of the cereal, chug the coffee, throw some clothes on, grab your keys, fly out the door, and you're off. At some point while you cruise down the freeway, the haze of stress slowly lifts from your head. You reach for your phone to see if you've received any messages during the scramble. But wait, where is it? Maybe it's in your other pocket. Or your bag. You fumble again for that blessed familiar rectangular shape, but to no avail. You resign yourself to the reality that you have left your cell phone at home. You're breathing shallows. Palms become clammy. What is that pounding noise? It's your heart. Should you go home and get it? How are people going to contact you? What if someone needs you? What if they're trying to reach you at this very moment? You will never know. You must go all day without connection to the outside world. Sound familiar? It did to Ashley Weber, but unlike the rest of us, she decided to willingly put herself through the excruciating experience of parting ways with her phone for good. Why would she do this? I mean, does she think that she's better than the rest of us? Well, before you judge, here's her story. Now keep in mind, she is a normal 30-something from Michigan. When I had my cell phone, I had a compulsion, just like many of us do, to check it frequently. And that compulsion uh, got in the way of work I was doing. Uh, I work as a teacher, so I, I would be tempted to look in between you know, activities with my students to see if, if I had gotten a message. I confess that I would text while driving. I would come to a red light and the, you know, whatever it is, 90 seconds you have to wait at a traffic light was just too much for me. And I felt like I was being more productive this way too, that I was taking advantage of these little lulls of the day. 
I would notice my own hand constantly reaching for the phone. I had been reading more and more research about some of the adverse effects of, of being on our phones all the time. But I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm above that. I know how to text and drive and I'm good at it. I haven't gotten in an accident yet, so that's okay. I'd love to say that I woke up one morning and it just became so clear to me and I, I put it away and never touched it again. But like a lot of things in our lives, it didn't happen as nicely as that. I'd been on a health kick where I was making green juice. So this really nasty concoction in my blender every morning. Kale, cucumber, cayenne pepper, beets. But the, the color was just so offensive. And I would put it in this jar and drive to work. I noticed halfway through my commute that the car smelled bad. And so I looked over at my purse, which is this sort of, you know, boxy thing that I carry. And when I pulled out the jug, it was empty. I pulled over and I opened up the purse and the purse itself was full of the green juice and everything was sort of sloshing around in it, including the phone, you know, and my wallet and yeah. these other documents. But I didn't care about that stuff. It was, it was oh, the yeah. phone that really put me into a panic mode. So I turned around, I drove back home, you know, I toweled it off, I tried everything I could. I, I even tried to make a call and when I held it up to my ear, the stream of fluid came out from <laughs> inside the phone and there was just no saving it. So at that moment, I said, you know what? Universe, God, whatever is out there, like, okay, you win, I'm, I'm done. The phone is over and I'm not gonna buy a new one. I remember what I used to be like before I had the phone. I remember not needing it, not, not looking at it as a companion. And I wanted, I wanted to see if I could get that girl back. So she did it. She paid a huge termination fee just to get rid of her cell phone. And then she found someone to install a landline at home. But here came the real test, letting her friends and family know. She sent out a mass email explaining that she'd changed her number to a landline and basically that they couldn't reach her by text anymore. How did they receive the news? Uh, one friend said yeah. if I could roll my eyes in email format, I would. <laughs> I had one family member say, you're absolutely crazy. I can't believe you're doing this. In fact, well, it was my mother. I think her words were, I can't believe you're doing this to me. <laughs> what if I need to reach you? There will be times when I need to reach you. That, that's what she said. Much like you have a list of friends on Facebook and some of them are considered your real friends and some of them are more like acquaintances and sometimes there's folks that you, you can't even remember you know, where you met them. What I guessed was that if these people had an important role in my life and I had an important role in theirs, that the relationship would survive something like this. And I was right there emerged this amazing crowd of people who said, you know, okay, we're up for it. And the folks that I didn't hear from again, those relationships have sort of 
you know, dissipated. And I think that that's okay. I think that that's part of life. What's life been like since the change? Your hand still reaches for a phone that's not there. It's the phantom limb. We all know what it's like to think that our, our phone is ringing, but it, it's really not. I still experienced that for up to a month after giving up the phone. After getting over those initial withdrawal symptoms, Ashley found that she could manage life without a phone pretty well. She even removed herself from Facebook because she liked the extra quiet. The space to consider life and her real flesh and blood friends rather than being glued to an artificial world. She's not totally unplugged. She still has email where she can remotely check the voicemails left on her home phone. And she listens to podcasts and watches Netflix. And you know those off-the-grid, no-contract cell phones that, like, criminals use in movies? As if to put her mom at ease, Ashley even keeps one of those in the glove compartments of her car in case of emergencies. But no one knows the number to that phone. When it comes time to making and keeping plans, some cool things happened. One, I became the most punctual person on the planet because if I told somebody I was going to be there at 6 p.m., and I was running late, I had no way to call and tell them that I was running late. But on the flip side, uh, th this is probably what bothered my friends the most about not having the phone, is that if they were running late or if they had changes, they couldn't contact me and that drove them nuts. So I make sure to tell them, listen, if something happens and something changes, if we have dinner plans and you can't come to the restaurant, I'm going to be okay. I'll eat my meal. I'll read a book. I'll, I'll be all right. If you're going to live a life without a cell phone, that has to be a part of your personality that you're comfortable with. I don't think it's for everyone. Uh, there are certain circumstances where it just makes a lot of sense to have a phone. Ashley says that she doesn't tell a lot of people about why she does this because she doesn't want to sound preachy. But there have been some pretty awesome side effects to her choice. In the months that have passed, she says that she's become a better listener, more present in situations where she'd otherwise be scouring her phone for the newest message or Facebook update. So officially, how long has it been? Almost a year and a half. That's Ashley on her landline. Still don't miss the phone. I'm still doing fine without it. Um, I still question from time to time if, if I'm doing the right thing. I know I'm kind of isolating myself to a degree, but I, I do think that my life is, is better without the phone in it. What makes you question? Like, what are those moments where you think, maybe this isn't a great idea? Yeah, I do question it during the moments where the, the quiet in my house goes on for a very, very long time. I think my friends and family agree that eventually I'll come around, that it's just something that they have to, to tolerate and you know, kind of humor me in the meantime. But I, I can say that I still don't see myself going back. 
in some strange way, not having the cell phone, I know that it's, it's limiting my circle. And there's very few people that have my phone number. And I like it like that. I feel like it's easier to control. Ashley said that at first, she gave up the phone to test herself. And it became pretty clear that, yeah, she could live without the phone. But I think I was also doing it as a test to make sure that when the phone rang, I could depend on the person on the other end. All in all, her decision was less about technology than it was about seeing a need for deeper relationships. Her dependence on her phone got in the way of that, and it also kind of blurred the definition of the word friend. She can't be the only one who feels this way. I mean, how have you seen this tech era change the way you do friendships? Are you a better friend or a worse one? What are those habits that you have that you just cringe at when you think about them? I don't think we can all give up our phones. So how do you find balance between staying connected through a cell phone yet still remaining present with your friends and family? Tell us by recording a voice memo on your smartphone and emailing it to beginningoftheend at wdet.org. I'd love to hear from you. So that's all for now. I'm Alex Trujano. And I'm Shelby Jopi. This was The Beginning of the End, a production of WDET. Today's music was written by Friendship Park. You can find them online at friendship-park.com. And thanks a lot for listening. See you next time. And then I kind of was hoping that we'd both say the end. The end. (laughs) The end. (laughs) The end. The end.